I don't know how we missed it when we came into the room, but we didn't see it until like we had thoroughly looked at the <gasps> weird chairs. But there's nowhere else to go from this room. Oh, good lord! And nothing else around. And we're like, what on earth? I'm Allie, and this is Well, What Happened, a podcast where I get to listen to a good story, and so do you. Right, I am delighted to have my very, very good friend Emily with us today. She and I have known each other. We were just talking about this probably for 15 years, maybe 15 years plus at this point. Um, and we went to the same high school together and I went to Emily's wedding Emily is just a delightful human being, and I love her very much, and I'm super excited to hear this story because it's about the high school that we went to together. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Allie. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be fun. Actually, this is also a good opportunity for me to just talk to you again because we actually haven't caught up in a while, so this will be... We haven't. It's been a while. Yeah, this is great. (laughs) This will be a good (laughs) excuse to have a conversation again. Not that I need one, but... This is great. No, but it's always lovely to have a like reason to have a conversation and not just like a catch up because sometimes it's nice to have a thing to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. This is nice. This gives us a good reason to talk to each other. Totally. So how have you been the last few weeks <laughs> or last few, I guess, months? <laughs> I mean, about as good as everyone is, right? <sighs> we sort of live in this weird state of like time soup, as I've been calling it. And it's the 482nd of March. And like, (laughs) I don't know. It's Blur's Day. Whatever. It's Blur's Day. (laughs) It's Blur's Day in time soup land. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a day. (laughs) It's sunny out. I've got no complaints. (laughs) Actually, yeah, it is really nice out, which is strange. It's beautiful. Like, right? It's November and it's beautiful. Like, I'll take it. Is this like the second fall that we had? Because, okay, so it was fall and then and then it snowed and then it was like super cold and almost winter for about a week and now it's and like january winter like legit right right like snow on the ground really cold out and now we're back up into the 50s and it's sunny and the snow is melting and it's like lovely outside (laughs) this is like a legitimate minnesota fall so it's weird. I mean, we'll take it. It could be much, much worse. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, but I really don't know. I'm always good. I'm like, oh, I got the day right. I congratulations, go me, pat on the back. Like, <laughs> you got the day right today. <laughs> Achievement. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm super excited to hear this story because <laughs> honestly, she hasn't told me what the story is about. All I know is it involves high school, and she and I went to the same high school, so this should be fun. It'll be really fun. Okay, I've got a couple of, like, I made some I made some brief notes after listening to, like, other people talking about their notes. I was like, oh, I should write down, like, four notes. Okay, okay. And I wrote down, like, literally four notes. <laughs> You're so, an overachiever. <laughs> I am. I really am. <laughs> so the first thing you need to know about this story is... The 
very ridiculous term Chinese fire drill, which I haven't thought about outside the context of this story in like ever or like maybe since I first learned to drive and we joked about it in high school. (laughs) But like, so for those who don't know what it is, it was like this thing that started in the U S in the sixties and seventies where people would like, everyone would jump out of their car at a stoplight or a stop sign, run around the car and get into a different door. (laughs) And like, when I was telling, when I kind of was making these notes to tell this story, I like looked up some, you know, good old Wikipedia research here <laughs> uh, to figure out like what this thing was. And it is a super racist term. So I just want to like apologize and put that out there now because the grown up me knows that and would never say that. Uh-huh. When I was 16, I was stupid, like most 16 year olds are. Yeah. Kind of stupid. Yeah. So, like, first thing, I just got to like get that out there. You know, and also the context for it. Um, But I think that's the only thing you really need to know. Okay. Huh. I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm excited to tell you this story. Okay. And yes, racist term. We understand and we apologize. (laughs) Yep. Apologized. I feel bad, but I can't tell the story without it because that was, it's essential to the story. (laughs) So I just wanted to like put that out there and apologize in advance. You know, get that out there. Okay. All right. So this story is about the time that the high school band went to China. So it was spring... (laughs) Like that that intro is always a little bit ridiculous too because like have, being a teacher myself like I would never take a group of 60 high school kids oh. to any country let alone a country where like most people don't speak English and a language that like doesn't use the same writing system as my American students like no. <laughs> so but that was okay so spring break 2003 the band trip goes on a nine-day, like, tour of China. We're going to two different cities. So we leave, like, an aside to this story that just makes it super funny right now in the middle of this pandemic is that the day that we left for, for Beijing was the day that all of China was put on the no-travel list from the very first SARS back in 2003. Oh, good Lord! <laughs> so, like, oh my god, but also kind of funny. Oh my god. It's it's a little bit weird. I just remember we when we landed in Beijing after traveling for like 17 or some odd hours, I don't remember anymore, but like super long flight, layovers all over the place. Uh-huh. We were told by our director that we had just we were like the last flight to make it to China before the US shut down travel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So There were 60 high schoolers and a couple of band directors on a trip in China, and we were not supposed to be there, but we were the last flight, so they couldn't, like, we obviously were far enough that they couldn't, like, bring the flight back. Wow. Or even if they could do that, I don't know if they have that, if they, whoever they is, has that power, but. Wow. Okay. (sighs) All right. So you're there. You've realized you are, this was the last possible time you could have gone there, at least for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Yeah. So there's 60 of us. So we're there. We're just going about our trip doing our, you know, this super wild and fun adventure that is just like, I've never experienced anything like it since then. Were you just there to like, just 
to play and to kind of explore. Yeah, so it was like a cultural exchange, kind of. So, like, we played concerts in, like, Chinese high schools and, like, met with their band students. And, like, we exchanged gifts. So we were supposed to bring, like, traditional Minnesotan gifts to these Chinese students. And then they gave us traditional gifts from their region or their family or just general Chinese gifts, which was really cool. And I brought back some really like unique things that I never would have even thought of or known about otherwise. So that was like, cool. That's really awesome. But it was weird because we also played John Philip Sousa on the Great Wall of China. Oh, (laughs) which is just a weird sentence to say. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like, uh, okay, it's just, it's a thing that I've done. I didn't, you know, check that off the bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe you retroactively put it on the bucket list and then checked it off. Right, yeah, (laughs) because I didn't know that was a thing, but like, I've done it. It (laughs) (sighs) So... All of this is just, like, getting to the bulk of this story. So as a part of our trip, we flew for, like, three three nights, two days in the middle of the trip from Beijing to Xi'an, which is, like, geographically halfway across China. So, like, probably the equivalent of going from, like, New York to, like, St. Louis or something. Like, totally across the country. Wow. So that we could go to a high school and do a little exchange there as well. And then also we could see the Terracotta Warriors. So we get to this hotel. It's in the evening. We do like a big group welcome dinner. It's super lovely. And then we're sort of left to go back in our to our room. So like this is day three or four of the trip. We've all kind of gotten into our weird rhythms and the fact that there's like 13 hour time difference or something like that to Minnesota. So we're all like super weird sleep schedules and, you know, being high schoolers, hanging out with your friends for nine days, Uh not really sleeping Uh much. (laughs) Understandable, Uh right? So we're, you know, kind of not sleeping. So it's late at night this first night. And one of our friends, oh, and I should add this, um, one of my friends who's on this trip was an aspiring filmmaker, so he was just, like, recording everything on the trip. And just, like, on this old school, like, 2003 camera that is, you know, (laughs) by today's standards, gigantic, but at the time was, like, the smallest camera. Oh, wow. So he's recording everything, which is cool to have that. Yeah. Um, But he's recording all of this stuff. So... We're talking, you know, sitting out in the hallway in the hotel, which I'm sure is like the rude. Like, I can only imagine this like as an adult being like, man, a bunch of rude American teenagers sitting in the hallway of a Chinese hotel. How horrible. (laughs) But we didn't see it that way. We were, you know, 16. Right. So (laughs) we were sitting in the hallway and one of my friends, the one with the video camera mentions, oh, well, there's like a fire escape next to my hotel room. And somebody else is like, haha, we should go do a Chinese fire drill. But not like the stupid kind where you with the car, where like we actually go down the fire escape in a Chinese hotel. Oh my just to say God. we've done it. Because haha, it's the middle of the night and we're we're 16. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so we do this, and we're, we're like, on, like, the 11th floor of this hotel, so it's not a small number of stairs that we're going down, oh. <laughs> but we're, like, walking down the stairs, walking down the stairs. The, per- the guy with the video camera is recording the whole thing. We're making stupid jokes the whole way down. It's so dumb. But, like, we get down to what we think should be the first floor, because mm-hmm. it's been, you know, about 11 flights of stairs. And there's this, like, metal door. We're like, oh, okay, it probably goes out to the outside. We'll go back in the main entry, go up the lobby, hope that, like, our our teachers and director doesn't see us and we get caught doing this thing we're not supposed to be doing. Ha ha, this was a great story. Everybody will laugh about it tomorrow on the bus. (laughs) Whatever. So we open this door like fully expecting it to be like the parking lot or like the dumpsters or like someplace outside. You know, you take a fire escape out of a building, you expect to end up outside. Right. What happens is we open this little door and there's another like flight of stairs. And we're like, that's weird. But okay, we're in like, like now we're in this. We're going to, we're going to keep going down. Oh no. Maybe we're only in the second floor. Like, <laughs> Right? We're going to keep going down. We're, we're in this. Like, you're in this now. Uh-huh. Like, the, cho- the choice is to climb back up, like, 11 flights of stairs. So, we're in this. Okay. So, then we open up this door, and it goes down, and the stairway is, like, the, like the, like the stairway, it looked like a pretty typical fire escape. You know, nothing fancy. Cement walls. Okay. You know, pretty standard. But we go open this other door, and, like, it looks distinctly less well-kept. Uh-oh. Through this door. Okay. Which is weird, but whatever. We're, we're still in for the adventure. So we go down this flight of stairs. We go down a flight of stairs. And then we see another half staircase that clearly goes down to the end. So we go down to the end. And it opens up into, like, a small, like, cell-like room. Like, there are no windows. There's... No door, just the staircase that we came from. Oh my gosh. In this room. In <laughs> in the room, there are two like combo writing desk chairs, like the ones that we had in high school. Do you remember the like pastel ceramic, super uncomfortable chairs? Yes. That had the desk attached and the bar like ate into your side all day. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Two of those, one of them is, and they were like pastel, like mint and peach, like classic colors, like the ones that you remember. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly as you would remember it. So it didn't, they, those like didn't strike me as super odd until I started telling the story later and being like, this is actually super weird. (laughs) (laughs) But as you know, 16, I had just sat in one of those desks five days ago. Right. It wasn't that weird. There's two of them in this room. There's nothing else in this room. What? One of them is on its side. <laughs> One of them is sitting normal. There's nothing on them. There's nothing around them. And we're like, well, this is weird. How did we get to this tiny, creepy room? And then as we're leaving the room, we realize that there's like what can only be described as a bloody handprint smeared on the wall. Like, right next to the oh, staircase. Oh, good lord. I don't know how we missed it when we came into the room, but we didn't see it until, like, we had thoroughly looked at the <gasps> weird chairs. But there's nowhere else to go from this room. Oh, good lord. And nothing else around. And we're like, what on earth? Okay, 
this is weird. So we like climb back up. We go to the like where we thought the first floor should be. There's no other entrance. We didn't miss any like an offshoot or a hallway or something. Uh-huh. It just like straight down 11 flights of stairs, weird half staircase, this creepy room. <sighs> so we're like, okay, well, we got to get back upstairs. We're climbing back up 11 flights of stairs. Yep. I guess that's what we're doing. Trudge back up the stairs. We're all a little bit creeped out, but like still kind of jovial about it. Uh-huh. And then we decide, okay, it's late. It probably had to be like 11 or midnight, maybe even one o'clock in the morning. So we all go to bed. The next morning, we're taking a bus to see the Terracotta Warriors in Xi'an. Okay. Which is like an hour and something away. So on the bus, the like five, seven of us that went on this, went down that the night before, uh-huh. are of course telling the story, right? <laughs> You'll never believe what happened when we went down the fire escape last night. So as we're telling people the story, no one believes us. Oh. And if I wasn't, if I hadn't seen it, I'm not sure I would have believed it either. Uh-huh. Because, like, it's too ridiculous, right? What fire escape ends in a creepy room with desk chairs and a handprint on the wall? Like, that's not a thing that happens. It's just, it's just not. Right. So, no one believes us. And, of course, the person with the video camera doesn't, like, have that memory card or whatever his tape with him. So, you can't rewatch it. He just has the new one for the next day. Okay. So, people don't believe us. So, we're like, okay, fine. We'll show you a bunch of, like, the five of us that went down the night before. Uh-huh. Get, we're like, okay, get the big skeptics. We'll take them down again and show them the room. <laughs> like, fine. So so the next night. So we, we've gone whole day sightseeing. We had a lovely dinner. Nice. Whole deal. The next night, we go down the same staircase. Okay. And so we know it's the same staircase because, of course, it was right next to the guy with the camera's room. Okay. So we know we're going down the same staircase. Has to be the same staircase. Okay. Has to be. Because he didn't move hotel rooms. Right. Okay. So we're going down the stairs. This time we've got a bigger group. And we're like, all right, going down the stairs, going down the stairs, 11 flights of stairs, like less jovial than the night before, because like now we kind of know what we're going to and we're a little bit creeped out by it. But like, uh huh. you know, understandably. So we go down the stairs and this time, we get to a door, and there's a ton of no- noise behind the door. And we're like, uh okay, that's weird. There was literally nothing there last night, but like, okay, weird noise behind the door. So we open the door, and we're in the back, like the back corner by the like sink and dishwashing station of the hotel's kitchen. What? <laughs> and like... You can see from the door as we walk out, like, there's chefs, like, with open flames, like, cooking on a walk and making, clearly just making food for the restaurant. Oh, my God. And so there's, like, now ten American teenagers that have to, like, creep through this kitchen to make sure that no one sees us (gasps) so that we clearly don't get in trouble because now somehow we are in the back of the kitchen and... (laughs) How did <laughs> trying to get out to the lobby? So we, you know, sneak through the kitchen and like quietly creep out, just being super quiet and like just trying not to make ourselves seem noticeable, just seeming like, oh yeah, I just turned, made a wrong turn, haha, ha, no big deal. <gasps> go quick, go quick, go quick. <laughs> and we make it out to the lobby and we take the elevator back up to the 11th floor. 
And we can't explain it because we went down the exact same staircase right next to the room uh-huh. the night before, ended up in the creepy room. Second night, same staircase, we end up in the back of the kitchen. Doesn't make sense. What? And so this is the same door that you had opened to the half staircase, right? And, and then now the door yes. opens and it's a kitchen. Yes. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so now, like, we are good and thoroughly, like, weirded out by this. This is completely strange. So then, of course, we're telling everybody, you know, we all go to bed, a little bit creeped out, probably don't sleep well. I don't remember that detail, but, you know, the next morning, we're, of course, talking about it. We're doing a school visit, so we're talking about it on the bus, and now people really don't believe us. You mean to tell me that the first night, creepy room, second night, kitchen, and, like, chefs and nobody saw you can't be true. You're making this up. Like, if somebody was telling you this story on a bus in high school, you'd be like, this is not true, but it's a lovely story. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So... Last night, final night in the hotel, our flight leaves at, like, early o'clock the next morning. We have, like, to be on the bus to the airport at something like 6 or 6.30 in the morning. So super early. So we're like, okay, we've got to go. We have one last chance. We're never going to be in this hotel again. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Okay. (laughs) So we have to go down a third. We have to go down again. Yes, absolutely. Night three, there is no choice. You are going down. Uh, Yeah. So, like, some people... Have, have you know now of course the group is even bigger some people have left but a lot of people are like we don't believe this uh-huh we got to do it again uh-huh so we go down again and this <laughs> time we we only we only go down about eight maybe seven or eight stories so from the 11th floor we're probably down in like the third floor and there's the door again what and we're like that's weird this door was totally not here either of the previous two nights jesus so so we <laughs> We open this door, there's a short little hallway, and, like, a clear glass door that looks out outside. And we're like, okay, we'll go outside this time, I guess. <gasps> what? And this time, it goes out onto, like, the third floor roof of, like, the restaurant lobby area of the hotel. <gasps> and, like, it's clearly not supposed to be, like, where people go. It's clearly, like, a maintenance thing. Because it's like, you know how some roofs have, like, the gravel on the top of them? It clearly was, like, a gravel roof. <laughs> I wish that you could see my face right now because I've just been sitting for the last, I don't know, seven minutes and my mouth is just open. <laughs> I, uh, it's completely unbelievable. What? So <laughs> so we go back inside, climb back up to the 11th, 11th story, and inexplicably, we, we and we know this is the same same door, for the fire escape every single time because it is next to right on the same side of this person's room yes so it it couldn't be a different door that's not possible <sighs> so we know we took the same staircase uh-huh. and every time when we came back up the stairs we were right next to his room where we were sitting in the hallway and like the people who didn't decide to go with us were always still sitting there <laughs> so it's the same staircase Yet somehow, on three different nights, took us to three very different locations. (laughs) And I can't explain how that happened. And I know that if somebody were telling me this story, I would absolutely try to find, like, a logical explanation for it. Because I don't believe in, like, supernatural or ghosts or things. You know this. Uh Uh-huh. Right. 
<laughs> but I was I did this three nights with friends, and I know for sure that it happened, and I've watched the video back of it. Oh my god! And I there's, still can't explain it. There's video, and it's been there's video, <gasps> and I have the video, and I still can't explain how it happened. <laughs> and it's been like what seventeen years, and I'm like. I can't explain this. There is no explanation for it. <gasps> this like fire escape took us to three different locations. And I still stand by if I had to pick which one I wanted to go to, like in an actual emergency, third story room. Right. hundred yeah. percent. Hands down. Like creepy rooms, obviously, you know, creepy room is it's a creepy room. Like, duh, that one's out. The kitchen seems like, like, in a fire escape, kitchen seems like a bad plan because the, ki- the kitchen is the likely starting point for the fire. So, like, that seems like you're just walking into the problem. Uh-huh. Third story roof seems like the safest option because you're outside. And if you had to jump off, you could. You'd probably break some bones, but you'd almost definitely live because it's not that tall. Right. So, like, I pick third story roof, but, yeah, I don't know how, but that is what happened. And I cannot tell you what happened after that because we then flew back to Beijing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then like to like round out the rest of the story just to finish where we started with this. Uh-huh. So like we do the rest of our trip. We play John Phillips who's on the Great Wall of China, <laughs> you know, weirdest thing ever, which is like that. Sh- is, it a, is it a march that you play? <laughs> it was. I don't remember which. I think it was like the Minnesota march maybe. Oh good. Okay. I don't know. That detail is lost to the lost to time. Which Susan March we played, I don't remember. <laughs> but I will never forget the, you know, the creepy room with the chairs. I will never right. forget that. Burned into your memory, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so then we fly back to the US. We have some very strange things that happen in the US. Like, our flight leaving Beijing and our flight leaving Los Angeles leave at the exact same time on the exact same day, which, like, is how time zones work. Oh, my God. But is just weird. Whoa. Like, that's just weird. (sighs) So our flight left on at 825 on whatever day Uh from Beijing. Our flight from Los Angeles to Minneapolis left at 825 the same day. That's insane. So, like... I understand that's how time zones work, right. but it's just weird, right. right? Oh my gosh. So then we finally land in Minneapolis and we're greeted by every news station in baggage claim. Oh, I forgot. We first had an hour-long debrief with our school nurse <laughs> about like being in China <laughs> around SARS. Oh my gosh. And then we go down to baggage claim and every news channel in like... The Twin Cities metro area has come in because now it's news that 60 teenagers went to China during SARS. (laughs) So, yeah. And then we had to, like, we all had to have our temperature taken every day by the school nurse so that we didn't have any symptoms. And if you had any symptoms, you had to go home. Like, the whole thing. Which feels oddly like it does now. Like, it feels kind of like now Uh (laughs) in that aspect. But. Oh, my gosh. And SARS, SARS is a coronavirus, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, I in my like looking it up on Wikipedia, that one in two thousand three was the first SARS that we had ever had. Oh wow! And then there were like the H one N ones and like the H whatever whatevers yep. after that. And then COVID nineteen is also a SARS. Yeah. 
It's yeah, it's SARS CoV SARS something or other. Two, wow. two, I think. Yeah, so both SARS and yeah, so wow, that's weird too, but completely unrelated and like whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. So that's the trip. Uh, that's the story of uh, going down a fire escape in China to see what happens. <laughs> Okay, so now I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play skeptic for a second, and I'm just gonna. Okay, cool. Totally. So okay, so you've walked down these stairs to the fire escape, and then you come you come upon a door, and there is only one door option each time, right? Like there's this yep. metal door, and that's that's the door, right? That's the door, and it appears to be the same door every time. I can't say for certain that it's the same, for, that it's the exact same door because it's a pretty nondescript, you know, gray metal door with a handle. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I've, I've seen a million of them in my lifetime. Like, it's a, that nondescript of a door. And nowhere on the flight of stairs was there any way for you to like go down a hallway and then go down other stairs or like to make another oh. turn and then go to a different door or something like that. Nope. Like, like most fire escapes, you know, they're the cement walls with the metal stairs and you go down them and they, the only option is to go back up. Right. Or come back down to the next one. And then at each like level of the hotel, they would have a door going out into that like hotel floor. Uh Uh-huh. As you would expect in a fire escape. So like all of it is totally normal until apparently the third floor on night three. Wow. Or... (laughs) And I cannot explain why this is different, but it was. So, yeah. Okay, so now just to do my due diligence, um, has there been any sort of, I don't know, ghost following you ever since then? Maybe like a schoolgirl? Nope. <laughs> following you in the night? Nope. Because I don't. <laughs> because I don't believe in the ghosts. I, always, I am the person who's like, there's not a ghost. It's a tree it's something falling it's gravity calling causing the item to shift and fall off a table i'm the person who's always like it's not a ghost (laughs) ghosts are not haunting our house and we are fine the painting fell off the wall because the nail broke right not because a ghost right (laughs) that's i'm always like i've always been that way I'm always like, what's the logical reason for this sound? What's the, like, actual source of it? Because it's probably not supernatural. It's probably something that is, you know, wasn't put away securely. Okay. Yeah. And I cannot explain this. And and you were there, and you were doing your, like, Emily skeptic logical thing the whole time. Totally, because it it can't be possible. It is not possible that the same door to the same staircase (laughs) goes to three different places. That's not possible. And 100%, if I didn't see it all three nights, I wouldn't have believed all three stories. Okay. The only reason I believe this is because I actually saw it. Okay, and now you weren't, I don't know, maybe you were just so tired that you were like... I don't know. And I thought, like, I thought about that. Uh-huh. But how is it possible that five teenagers will corroborate the exact same story? Right. Uh-huh. Because we're all tired. Like, hallucinations and, like, tired exhaustion fever dream type things don't just, like, cross between people. That's actual science fiction. Right. Okay. 
and there is a video and the fact that there's there's video it's in my parents attic oh oh I still have the video. I can't bring myself to get rid of it. I mean, I haven't tried the DVD in like a decade, so it might not work anymore, but I I had it and I've seen it since China. Uh-huh. I watched the video again and it was exact it was actually weirder on video to watch it cuz it's like an out of body experience watching this. Oh my god. I feel like I need to see yeah. it unless unless it's watching the video that makes it haunt you. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I don't feel haunted. I'm, I feel pretty lucky. Like, I don't know. I don't feel haunted at all in life. <laughs> so, that I don't know. is the most amazing story. <laughs> it's so weird because it can't be true, but it is. Right. So, so I think the, big, the main creepy factor is the handprint. So, like. Right. It's. Like, you think for sure it's, like, bloody, or at least it's trying to look like a bloody handprint? I mean, it's, it looks so like, in, when I was in college, we did, like, our dorm, whole dorm building did, like, a haunted house in the basement. Uh-huh. And it looked very similar to, like, the fake blood handprint that we made using, like, the fake blood Halloween stuff on a wall. Okay. So. And that's the only thing that's on the wall. I don't know for sure what it was. Like, I didn't do a DNA test on okay. it. Like, <laughs> it was sort of a reddish, rusty color that kind of looked like dried blood. Creepy. Could it have been spaghetti sauce? Probably. Uh-huh. You know, I can't say that it wasn't ketchup, but I can't say that it was either. It was a red handprint on a wall that was very creepy. A little smeared at the end. It was very odd. And there had been nothing there or, well, there was nothing else on the walls. Nope. That's it. That's it. So creepy. <laughs> Super creepy. And like, why Why the like ceramic high school desk right. chairs? Right. That's the part that I've never been able to figure out. <laughs> because like, we had been to schools in China and they never had those. Like, these were like distinctly American chairs. Like, that's maybe the weirdest part to me, because, like, most of the schools we went to had, like, a wooden table and wooden chairs. Oh, wow. You know. So, like, that would, like, they didn't have these, like, solo desks, really. Uh Uh-huh. Or at least not in the schools that we saw. I mean, my limit, my experience of schools in China is the three that I went to. So, I'm not saying that they don't have them at all. I'm just saying the ones that I went to did not have them. (laughs) Super weird. Super weird. Super weird. And, like, I also will never know how a group of, let's say, 10, I don't remember the exact group size, uh-huh. like, teenagers, American teenagers, snuck through a kitchen without <laughs> anyone saying anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> There's no, like, I can only imagine, like, I'm just thinking, like, If you're working, I would think that you would notice somebody, like, coming through a door that, like, isn't commonly used. Because there's no way, like, people just use this door all the time. Yeah. And, like, it was clearly kitchen a space that, like, the public does not go. Because, like, we snuck back out to, like, the public part of the restaurant. (laughs) So, like, clearly behind the, you know, this is for staff area. Uh Uh-huh. How 10 teenagers snuck through that, I will also never know. But that's, that, that to me is still more plausible 
Wow. Than the creepy room. Okay. And the chefs or the people in the kitchen, they didn't appear to be dead or zombies or nope. ghosts. They were like making food. They looked, <laughs> they looked like, you know, a normal chef. They were, you know, a bunch of Chinese people who were making food and it smelled delicious. Um <laughs> I couldn't tell you what they were making, but they definitely like were they're like one of them was definitely using a walk. Okay. Okay. You know, no, no, nothing about the kitchen seemed weird. There was nothing other than like the fact that this door opened up into the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> the kitchen was not weird. Like the kitchen was perfectly normal. It looked like a any restaurant kitchen you've seen in person or in like in movies. Like it was there were stoves and knives and people prepping food. <laughs> kitchen at a hotel (laughs) this is absolutely amazing (laughs) yeah it is completely inexplicable and completely unbelievable Uh uh-huh and i would not believe it if it didn't happen to me yeah i'm still just my mouth is still open i (laughs) (laughs) i need to close my mouth (laughs) so now i have to ask okay so you you were doing this because haha we're doing a chinese fire drill in China, on a Chinese fire escape, haha! Uh-huh. Like, have you ever done it? Have you ever done it in a car? No, because that's such a silly idea. <laughs> like, why would you? Like, why would you want to like jump out of the car at a stoplight and run around the car and get in? Like, that just seems like a recipe <laughs> for like having somebody honk at you, getting somebody's road rage like aggravated, or like injuring yourself. Because knowing me. As I'm, like, running around the car, I would, like, step weird, twist an uh-huh. ankle, and, like, fall. Like, <laughs> no, I've, nope, never done it in a car, never had a desire to do it. The closest I will ever come to doing this is in an actual Chinese hotel in an actual <laughs> fire escape. <laughs> What's really funny is I have done the car version of it. I think I was with, like, Eric and maybe a couple of other people, but... Um, yeah, it was the the stoplight at Highway 7 and Highway 101, um, and we were... Oh, sure. Okay, so at least a long way, no one where you know it's going to be a long stoplight. Exactly. So, like, a really long stoplight, um, and we were going to turn onto Highway 101, which would turn us towards the high school, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we're in the, like, turn lane, and, like, we, like, we stop at the light, and I think... I can't remember whose car it was. I think it was Eric's car, I want to say. And so we're there. Okay. And then and then Eric is just like, we're doing it. <laughs> we all we all jumped out, ran around. We probably could have done it like seven or eight times. We had so much time. <laughs> but well, that's like that's the thing. It's like the whole idea of it. Total, like I would never do it, which is why I've never done it, because like the panic of like getting back in right. the car before you have to drive again. Right. 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 And that's, it was actually kind of fun. So we like ran around one time and then we get back in and we're like, ha 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 ha. And then we just continue to sit at this stoplight and we're like, well, we could have done that again. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that was the one time that I've done it. Yeah. It's, that's the only time I've ever come close. And I think that's the only time I will ever do it in my life, but I will stick with my one. Yeah. Because I think it's a pretty epic story. (laughs) That's absolutely amazing. This was super fun. Thank you for being here. It really, was, it really was fun. Thanks for having me. I I love listening to the podcast every Monday slash Tuesday. 
Yay. It's awesome. It's so much fun and it's such a great podcast. I was totally excited to be a part of it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. This is perfect. Yeah, I mean, very thematic. Who doesn't want to listen to a good story? Right? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was and thinking. Everybody and everybody has one. Everybody has one. Everybody has one. That's the thing. Yeah. Is like even if even if you think you don't have one, you do. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Emily. This was fantastic and what an insanely creepy story. Thank you for having me. It's been super fun to share this story with everyone. <laughs> Please come back again. We would love to have you back. I would love to come back. We'll do that. Definitely have to do that. All right. Thank you so much once again to Emily. The art for this podcast is by Jess. The music is mixed by Sam. Editing and technical assistance by my husband, Jason. A special thank you, as always, to The Cool Ranch and to our old high school, Go Skippers. Remember to wear a mask out there and happy belated Halloween. I'll see you next week. Bye.